several ways we're back with another episode and we're back at the uh, Podfest berlin you know this time live in front of an audience absolutely we're at the Sel- we're at the illustrious yeah. selena hotel in mitte in downtown yeah. berlin there's a lovely rooftop terrace mm-hmm. overlooking the city we've got a little handful of friends in in attendance a handful is is quite generous you Ooh. know yeah <laughs> Don't we, worry. We, we got we got some people that were supposed to show up on time that we're gonna shame as soon as they walk in. It's gonna be great. We're gonna we're gonna edit in all the uh, crowd noises from uh, Kiss Alive too, so it sounds like we're just like really like well known and famous, and people will be yelling in the background. Jack, we love you. We you know, love your underwear. You know there was an album that did that. The, the what? There was an album that did that. It was uh, this band Alice Donut. They were on like uh, Alternative Tentacles. Okay. And they had a live show that they recorded at CBGB's, and they uh, spliced in all of the live crowd noise from Kiss Alive 2 into their recording. So it sounds like they're playing a huge stadium, but they're actually just playing kind of an empty house. Uh, Chaotic Discord did that as well. Okay. On the, uh, the uh, I can't remember the name of the off the top of my head. We'll post that later for anybody who's interested. Yeah, but uh, one of the one of the albums, they did the same thing, so maybe it's a thing. It's a thing. We could do it. Yeah, we'll, do we'll it. be the third out of three. That's good. Huh. We'll get really weird crowd noises too. So, 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 what do you what do you think about like doing a podcast in shorts? Is it weird? Is it is it take you out of your comfort zone? It's a little weird. Okay, because you you look like a guy who's serving drinks on a yacht. <laughs> kind of. You're only saying that because that's what I messaged you earlier today. Yeah, I'm trying to use the material. We were we were creating content, <laughs> so I'm using content. And then I said, yeah, I look like an Angus Young uh, impersonator who doesn't have the rest of the band to put it into context. And you're like, oh, that old little boy is lost <laughs> somehow. Well, you know, summer is kind of a, a rough time, at least for like dudes. Yeah, how do you accessorize your shorts when you're a Yeah, guy? well, also, like, I think just the design of, like, summer clothes for, for men is pretty bad in general. Like, there's only kind of, like, three modes of short that are available. One is, like, you know, you look like you're serving drinks on a yacht or you look like you're lost at a fair. See, I heard cargo shorts were out. But how else do you keep your phone and your cigarettes with you if you're a guy? Because I'm not one of them, like, free-spirited guys who's going to carry a clutch around with me, you know? I just I haven't gotten to that point yet. Maybe when I'm 60 or something, I'll be like, oh, fuck the world. I, I, I carry a clutch, <laughs> you know? Uh, stereotypes be damned, 
you know? Well, don't you have like kind of like a sort of a utility belt sort of scenario? Yeah, but that would look weird with shorts. I mean, that's the thing. Well, that's the thing. When you're punk, what do you do when you're wearing shorts? Can you wear combat boots with shorts? I used to, but it's only maybe like 10 years that I've realized that you got to wear Vans or low tops of some sort because combat boots with shorts. Let me check. You guys wearing combat boots? Well, you know, okay. Dennis isn't. And, but, but girls can pull it off. This is okay. You know, and they're not really combat boots. They're fashionable. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, I think combat boots with shorts is sort of – I've seen people pull it off, but whenever okay. I've tried it, it has not worked at all. So I tend to stay away. Can you wear a second belt with shorts? Because you were just saying that how I should do yeah. that. But are wearing, you wearing a second belt with shorts? I am wearing a second belt with shorts. Okay. I'm going to try that. Huh. Hmm. What else we got? We got, we, we, got, we got an episode about roommates. We do. Coming up. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, roommates, uh, why does everybody have them? Uh, because the housing market's fucked. You said, why do people have roommates? Well, I think part of the reason is because the housing market's fucked, and it's impossible to get flats at any kind of affordable rate in the city, or in any major metropolitan city, for that matter, in Europe or the U.S. So I feel like I know more people older that have roommates now than maybe ever before. I felt like roommates used to be something that you only had when you were like, you know, your 20s and 30s, and then you like graduate to like having your own place. Or you get married or you, you know, get a partner and you like start cohabitating. But I, at least when I was younger, I didn't really know any older people that lived so much in in like shared shared living spaces and and you don't consider a romantic partner a uh roommate then is what you're saying well apparently this is a hot hot button topic because susie brought it up yeah because because susie uh -huh. brought it up but i think there's sort of like a i don't know a there's a line somewhere like right. at one point you know you're not really the same as like a normal roommate but you're um, you're not just living together, mm -hmm. you know, like you, you kind of have some shared, shared tasks, responsibilities and stuff. You're still kind of roommates. You have to cover bills and, you know, occasionally scrape someone off a bathroom floor. Right. I mean, when, when does a romantic partner, uh, cross the line of roommate to, Romantic partner that you just live with and is there like a proper term from that like when you graduate if, you, if you're roommates with somebody and you start sleeping with them Where is the line of? Crossing from roommate to uh, she's not my roommate. She's my girlfriend, you know kind of like the mm. That was no lady. That was my wife. Okay. I'm not sure where that line is. That's a Henning Youngman one-liner I mean I mean your current situation you guys started as roommates and then you kind of graduated into Part partnership? Yeah. So I guess we're partners now. So is that the thing? You, you, you go from roommate to partner. And a partner isn't necessarily a roommate. There's somebody you partner with. That's interesting because a roommate is somebody that you're roommating with. And a partner is somebody that you're together with, trying to make a life together and working on it hand in hand. Where you don't really do that with a roommate. You're not working on a life together. You just have a shared living situation. I think that sounds about right. Okay. I think I nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
So uh, then we can move on. I yeah, suppose. case closed. Yeah, case closed. Um, hey, there's Julie. Speaking of my roommate slash partner, <laughs> we just decided we're partners, not roommates. We we had to define it, you know. Um, I was good. Julie's here now, so expect a lot of crowd noises. <sighs> yeah, you can go ahead and make noise. You can laugh and stuff. Say hi, Julie. Hi. Oh, she didn't do the thing. <laughs> hi, Julie. Um, anyway. Uh, who did that? Who is the, the say good night, Gracie? Good night, Gracie. That was uh, that was a George George Burns, Burns and uh, great Gracie Grace 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 Slick Grace Jones Grace. It was Grace Jones for Grace, sure. Grace, yeah. Grace, George, Grace. George Burns and Grace Jones, the classic duo. Grace somebody, Gracie, Gracie. Any, anyway, anyway, so um. Uh, roommates, uh, everybody's had them, and everybody's had really bad ones. Um, who, who, who was your worst roommate, or do you have like a really good roommate story about the worst roommate ever? Me personally, um, I don't know. It can be about anyone. I, I don't. I wouldn't say I've had like total nightmare roommates. I'd say I've had like roommates with like weird quirks that okay. kind of suck. But because um, I, th I, I'm leading you into this one because I, I am so fascinated about this story. Uh, your girlfriend, current girlfriend, and hopefully a future and and permanent girlfriend. Can you say it like that? Do you she, say it like that? I think that that worked totally. Was that works. nice? No, it works. I think it's that good. was nice. It's good. Uh, she had one of the uh, most insane roommates I've ever heard of. This uh, is true. And I would love for you to tell that story, even though I think. Uh, uh, well, one uh, one third of the audience has already heard this story. <laughs> she'll be she'll be probably walking in right when we're talking about this, which is fine. But um, yeah. So, uh, Karina had a um, a colleague. She works as like a caregiver for people with disabilities, and she had like a a colleague that she worked with that um, was kind of like left Berlin for a while, came back, was trying to like get her footing in, in the city, kind of bouncing around from sublets. And right around the time, uh, you know, we have a land war in Europe, we've got energy prices going through the, through the roof. And uh, as like a kind of a fail-safe measure, Karina decided that she was going to take this person on as a roommate for a few months to kind of help offset energy costs and, uh, you know, maybe have like a nice, Nice time, you know, she's a very nice person. They, they, they seem to get along very well and kind of, you know, she just seemed like a normal person. And um, as, as we know, you never really know someone until you move in with them or you go travel with them. Those are like or you the see two. them naked. Or you see them naked. Right. But I don't know, some, do you? you could do see I know you? I've never seen you, you naked. You could see someone naked and not you? really know them. That's a good point. Okay, anyway. Yeah, so anyways, uh, the uh, the person who will not name, we'll just call her the roommate. Yeah, because uh, we don't want to talk shit and air other people's dirty laundry. No, no. We so, just want to tell funny stories. So the person told, told her that she only had uh, a couple suitcases and three boxes. You know, which is like, okay, if you're moving in for like just a handful of months or something, that's... Totally fine. That should be that should be good. You know, just a couple things, not too much to like make a. Um... You hear those sirens? 
They're coming for the roommates. <laughs> They're coming for all the bad roommates That's out right. there. Lock them up in a rubber room with a shower and wet fish. That doesn't sound so bad. Anyways, um, she arrives with a couple suitcases, but also like 33 boxes, which is a lot when you don't have a permanent place to stay, like big moving boxes, not like little like trinkets and, and knickknacks. We're talking like full on U-Haul size moving boxes. Comes in with all of this shit. They have to do multiple car trips. Stuff is piled to the roof, but she's only gonna be there temporarily. And apparently she has a couple storage facilities as well that are also totally full. Oh, and speak of the devil. Hey, Karina. Here we go. <laughs> so she, she can fact check you on this in, yeah. case, in case you're misleading the uh, audience. <laughs> Feel free We're, to fact check me at any uh, time. Karina just showed up. We're talking about your uh, former uh, roommate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. So right now we're talking about all the boxes she brought with her. Yeah. So yeah, here we go. So all of a sudden she comes in and the the there's now a very clear understanding that there's a little more than she kind of bargained for. There's just shit packed to the ceiling and she never really unpacked. She just sort of lived in a fort of boxes for the duration of the time that she lived there and she always kind of kept the door closed. I think she was a little like embarrassed or secretive about what was going on in there. Um, but there was this boxes of shit everywhere. So that was just the surface. I mean, if she kept it all in the boxes, what is she so secretive of? I think it was more just like she didn't really want Karina to see what was actually going on in the room because that was like her bedroom, you know? Um, so over the course of time, things start kind of disintegrating a little bit. Um, there's an obsession with doing laundry. So roommate would go in and would do laundry for hours and hours and hours and just like continuously washing clothes. So there was always she like... She would just sit in the uh, laundry room or... I mean, how do you continuously do laundry at your flat? That just means that you're just sitting in your laundry room reading a book or watching the cycle go in circles. What do we got there? Well, I think... Would, you, would she leave the laundry room during cycles? Yeah, but she would... Okay, but, okay, but okay. then she would camp out in the kitchen, so she'd, like, spent very little time in the actual room. But all of the common areas were, like, completely, like, overwhelmed. Laundrified. Then there was these very extra long showers that would occur that would last for like two hours, two, three hours. If you can imagine, I mean, I get, I love taking showers, but I will get bored of taking a shower at a certain point. Like we've, as soon as you get into a shower, you're like, oh, this is the best thing ever. Ah. And then like, you know, over time you kind of just sort of lose your, you know, shower vibe. Yeah, once you, once you get wrinkly, it's time to get the fuck out. Yeah, I agree. Know? I think that's that for me. That's the cutoff point. And I, I I usually get out way before I get wrinkly. But if I did start to get wrinkly, I'd be like, oh wow, you know, I mean, the, the LSD kicked in, and I've been in here way too long. Uh, it's time to go look at some melting walls. Know what I mean? Yeah. So, sure. Yeah, yeah. So two hour shower. Two hour shower, and then like, uh, but two hour shower with the windows shut. So 
there's already like a lot of laundry being done. There's all these wet clothes and stuff hanging and all of these like available coat racks and, and drying racks and stuff. And then should be in a sauna in the bathroom with all the windows completely shut. So it's just completely full of steam. So surrounded by wet clothes from the laundry, cranks up the shower, jumps in the shower for two hours, doesn't open the windows and steams up the place entirely. During an energy crisis. So right. like, um, as you can imagine, you know, there was sort of like a bit of a steamy fabric softener cloud throughout the flat that just kind of permeated everything and just seemed to like last forever. And if, you know, that by itself is already grounds for immediate like removal. But the kicker was the eating habits. The eating habits were absolutely, completely insane. So we started developing a theory that she may have possibly thought she was a mermaid. Because there was like all this obsession with water, there was like, you know, steam and, you know, there was all this like water related stuff going on. Maybe there was some sort of like, you know, long time childhood trauma around that or something, who knows. But when it came to eating, she would, she was basically almost purely subsisting off of a diet of canned mackerel. Now, canned fish has its place, you know, in certain cuisines and stuff, but mackerel is like the funkiest, gnarliest one out of all of those. And so she had kind of like the system where she would take, you know, rolls of, she, would, she had, was just going through toilet paper like crazy, just like, make a little bed on a plate uh, out of toilet paper. She would open up a can of mackerel, dump it onto the plate, let the toilet paper soak up all of the oil. Then she would put the fish back into the can or a bowl, mix it up with mustard, and then just eat that. And that's like what she was eating for days and days and days. So if you can imagine, you know, eating all of your meals, basically cans of fish, and all of the oil that's in those cans, there was just bags and bags and bags of like fish oil paper everywhere. But that were also in combination with like a steamy fabric softener sauna bath. So it was like a, it was kind of like a steamy fish bath. Yeah. And that leads you directly into uh, thinking that someone has a psychosis where they truly believe they're a mermaid and they try to do everything on dry land to make them comfortable with being on dry land like uh, uh deborah hannah or whatever daryl hannah daryl hannah in splash, splash right Tom Hanks. so the, remember she would like jump in the in the bathtub to like ah finally a little bit of water so yeah. this is what she was doing so when you told me originally about this story i spent like an entire evening trying to Google if there is a psychosis where people believe they're mermaids. And more interestingly to me, I was fascinated by how do you get this? Maybe you were hit on the head while you were watching Little Mermaid as a child and it just knocked you into some like alternate reality or what was it? Or maybe you just think mermaids are so beautiful that you just decide you are one. I found absolutely nothing about it, and but I would talk 
on and on and on about it with Karina until Julie said, hey, I don't think Karina wants to really talk about that constantly. And I'm like, I'm fascinated by it. I can't stop. Julie was like, please stop. It's annoying everybody. So after your, Julie told me that, I, I, I kind of gave up the ghost, you know, and just, just let it go into the ethereal. But I did come across something that I never told anybody about because I didn't want to uh, beat it to death. But I found some advertisement for like a festival or a parade or a combination of the two for people who think they're uh, mermaids, you know? And, and, and that's as far as I went with it because I was like, oh, nobody's interested in my take on this anymore. Everybody's kind of bored of hearing about it. So um, I'm just going to put a pin in that and maybe come back to it later. And then I never did. But I think there really is a thing. Yeah, well, that. I mean, it's there's like kind of it's sort of a bit tied into like yoga wellness kind of stuff. There a, are a what? Like yoga wellness. What's yoga wellness? It's like a whole industry of people that are like into like yoga and oh, you know. But they like call it yoga. No yoga. You wellness. said yoga. No, I didn't. I was thinking like yolo yoga. You only go once. A anyways, you only go swimming once. Anyways, there are like retreats for for people to like. They they have like special like mermaid sort of bottom suits that they put on and they go like. I don't know somewhere in the Caribbean and kind of swim around and do mermaid stuff. So don't you think it'd be rude though for a mermaid to eat fish? Wouldn't that be like slightly cannibalistic or is it that we also eat mammals as well? And that's fine. Well, I mean, fish eat other fish, right? Is that yeah. a thing? That's fish, a thing. Fish eat other fish all the time. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I don't know if it would Big be fish. Eats little I mean, fish I think if like a mermaid a ate another mermaid, maybe that might kind of be like, Okay. Look down upon in the mermaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going with that. I'm going with that. So, so the, 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 let's get to the end of this story, though. So, uh, uh, Karina kicked her out onto dry land and she dried up into a, uh, like a, like a, what, what do you call it? A sand dollar and then buried her at, at, uh, uh I don't know what happened. Uh, not that extreme, but, you know, eventually kind of, Moved her out, was able to, you know, get the keys back. There was some damage left. I mean, you live in a sauna. Water damage? In Berlin in the middle well, of was winter. Was it water damage? It was water damage, for Did sure. Did you guys get mold? There was some mold. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But it was like surface. It wasn't like, you know, Green's like, institutional. yeah, mold, lots of it. She's, it was, make, she's making the lots of mold face. It, it was surface. The water and, bill? Yeah. 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 700% increase in a water bill. Yeah. That's a, uh, hey, and, and maybe, maybe when we, when we do a website, we could like post the water bill on like the previous, yeah, that'd be interesting, the previous and the, and the, and the, and then the, the next one. Cause you know, Germans keep all their water bills. Yeah, that's true. They have like a, like a filing system where, where one of the files is water bills, you know, <laughs> it's true. Uh, train ticket receipts. But yeah. here's the thing. Like, this person just seems so mild-mannered and normal on the outside. Yeah. Like, I, I met her before she moved in, just really briefly, like, they were having drinks. I, I met him outside of a cafe. Never in a million years would I've ever thought. You just wouldn't guess it. Because, I mean, it. we've lived in punk houses. Jack and I, you've not, you and I have lived in three different places together over the years. We've seen 
really weird, crazy, fucked up people left and right. This was one of the most extreme things I've ever seen, and it was like from such a mild mannered, normal looking person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you, do you have a do you have a conclusion to this story? Is there like a conclusion, or or, or did she swim off into the sunset? Did 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 Karina wave uh, goodbye from the from the <laughs> from the prow? prow? What's, what's the front of the ship? Stern? It's not starboard. I know starboard's that board that you watch stars on. That's the easy one. Stern. <laughs> is that really how that's the stern or the bow? I, what I is it? Starboard bow prow stern Howard. Something. My only the, my only conclusion was before you have someone move in with you. Uh huh. Visit them at their place. Okay. If you can, just as a fail safe, even if they're only there temporarily, just to get a piece. That's, that's really not a bad idea. I would never think that. Yeah. Just be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Like, cool. let's meet. Can I come over for coffee and see your current living situation? Well, you don't yeah. say it like that, but. Well, why wouldn't you? you would I would. I would now. I want to see your current no, living situation, no, you, you know? No, no, you, you, you be more coy about it. And you're like, oh, yeah, hey. I'm, then I'm, they might clean up all their yeah, weird, you're like, weirdo oh, hey, stuff. You're like, hey, I'm in the neighborhood. <laughs> like, uh, what are you doing? Like, I'll pick uh, you uh, up. Uh, Let's go. We'll go to a coffee. That's and that, the good. Then I'll you can go in and you can peek around and you can look if there's like fish oil paper and like a, a steamy. And if, if you go sauna. pick them up and they <laughs> sneak out of the door, like, so you can't even see they're doing that squeeze out the door thing. You're like, ah, maybe this is a bad idea, you know? You want to have me in for like a like a like a wine taste testing or something like that? Yeah, wine taste we, we, testing. We, we, we trade <laughs> shoes and yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's cool. that's my takeaway at least. So how did we become roommates? Did that just like like randomly spawn or? It was pretty random. I mean, you picked me up off the street. I did. That's literally how we met. But it wasn't a, a it wasn't bu- a predator it wasn't thing. a bus terminal. So let's it, just it wasn't just, a bus terminal. It wasn't yeah. a predator thing or anything. Right, 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 right. You did pick up a wasn't teenage to, boy off the street. I wasn't trying to <laughs> trick you out. Although back then I could have. <laughs> um, and then cute, cute, cute little Asian boy. Yeah, and then I could have got a lot of money for you back then. I had no idea at the time. You know, we're all living hand to mouth. I should have pipped that, pimped out my little Asian boy. <laughs> Hey, hey, this isn't live, so we can get out of that. This is just live in front of them, so they're okay with it. Is that Chris Charge back there? Yeah, what's up, brother? <laughs> All right, we got Chris Charge in the house now, too. Okay, cool. So, so, so I wasn't the worst roommate you ever had, but I probably wasn't the best because there's, there's, there's some stories in there, and, and one in particular I'm thinking of where it was like, like a blind date, and I came home blackout drunk at five o'clock in the evening, you know, which which I I used to do a lot. And, yeah, this is true. And uh, had it, had, what what was the what was that story? So we were living in a two, what what Germans would refer to as a three room apartment, but Americans would refer to as a two bedroom apartment. So it's two actual bedrooms and a living room. So we had a two-bedroom apartment in a low-income housing institute building in Seattle. And you came home very, very, very drunk about 5 o'clock. I had just used the bathroom, and I accidentally left my, my keys on top of the toilet. And then as I, I walked out. I was kind of getting ready. Um, I, I had a date that night, and it was like a date after like a very long dry spell. So like it was like, okay, cool, like something 
<laughs> human contact, awesome. Um, and I go into my room to change. I hear you come in, hear a bunch of stuff slam, bags falling and stuff. Then I hear the door to the bathroom close. And you know, I'm kind of sitting in the room, like looking at the clock. I'm like, okay, it's taking a little bit. Uh, I'm just gonna get totally ready, and then you know, last minute I'll just you know, go in there and get my keys. And it's really starting to get down to the wire. And I knock on the door, nothing. I'm like, Jack, Jack. You know, knocking on the door, nothing. This particular place had um, doors with very high clearance at the bottom. So I like go down to the floor and I look under the door and Jack is there completely just 100% passed out on the floor. You, Fully clothed, at least. You can see the top of my head, so obviously I'm not really doing anything in there, you know. So, but he was besides sleeping. But absolutely fully clothed, like no, not a, not an Elvis situation or anything. Right. Just like, just unconscious. Like he went in there, forgot what he was doing, and just passed out. L l let's get the dirty visions out of people's <laughs> minds, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the dirty visions have happened, but with other Absolutely. other roommates, and and maybe I'll tell those stories later. But. Okay, so I I'm like under the table, and I'm like yelling. I'm like Jack, Jack, I gotta go. Blah blah. Wake up, buddy. Banging on the door, no response. Uh, I had like one of these super soaker water guns in my room, so I filled it up with water. I was like spraying his head, and like you know, like Jack, wake up, come on. Seriously, dude, like I'm gonna be late. Nothing. Well, at the time, Jack would, was always wearing like a, a bondage belt with like you know silver rings on it, like a leather bondage belt. And I got an idea, so I went into my bedroom and I got a wire coat hanger. And I unraveled the wire coat hanger and turned it into like a little like long like hook. And so I slid it under the door. I linked up to his bondage belt. And then I slowly but surely dragged him across the bathroom floor and then just started hitting his head against the door until he woke up. <laughs> so I actually woke up and he unlocked did. the door. He did. You okay. woke up and you're like, whoa, what's going on? I was like, dude, I need to go now. He's like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And for some reason, I thought you, you like, like uh, fished my keys and then got my keys to actually be able to use the apartment. But no, you smashed my head into the into the door. Yeah. Well, okay. Explains a lot. Explains well, a lot. I well, know. I was just thinking the exact <laughs> same thing. Like, oh, that's why I woke up with a brutal headache. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I okay. mean, I think the point is I, I needed my Everything car keys. Through. It wasn't just the keys to the, to the apartment, but I needed my actual car keys to go to this location. So, so you were picking her up? Or something, or meeting or somewhere. Or me meeting, meeting yeah. mutually. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is that the worst story uh, about... We've lived in three different places. We went over that. Uh, was that the worst story that... Uh, I wouldn't even consider that to be a worst story. I think that's my favorite story. Well, yeah, for you it wasn't worst. Me it is. I don't have any, like... like, like I don't have anything to combat that with. You've always been a pretty pretty uh, calm roommate to live with. No, it was know? always charming. That's why I think that's why we lived in so many places together. Cause it yeah, was, okay. It was always okay. fun. I guess I guess that's the thing uh, that that uh, here's what because me and Rob have lived in many places together and the last place we lived in, um, I thought we all got along great. And one thing I learned about roommates when you have mutual roommates is when you think you all get along great, 
you're the one everybody hates. <laughs> so I was like, man, there ain't nothing like the retirement home. We all get along so good. And then Brandon said, man, I got to get the fuck out of here. You're driving me crazy. He was like, what? Uh, all right. Uh, that sucks. So a uh, little word, word, word to the wise, you know. That's living situations. That's also job situations. If yeah. you're in a job and you think your team is all getting along 100%, they're all talking shit about you behind your back. Could be. Be careful. Yeah. Word to the wise. Yeah. Uh, speaking speaking of Brandon, you live with him in a, in a little place called the uh, Tall Guy House. Now, why was it called that? Well, back in this was probably back in like 2000 because they were all tall one yeah 2000 2001 uh uh four out of five people i was in a band with thought it would be a really good idea to all get a house together because what could be better than sharing a living space with people that you can already barely tolerate in general right. yeah so wow. all of us were living in this house and um I don't know. It was really bad. We were all very drunk on various levels of hallucinogens every day. And it was like a, everything about the house was weird. Our landlords, our landlord asked us to refer to him as Silky Smooth. Oh, yeah. Tell me about Silky Smooth. Silky Smooth. This, this works right into everything. So Silky Smooth was um, uh, his trade that he claimed to be in was that he was a... Uh, he was a, an importer of fine silk garments from Jamaica. So and that's how he got the nickname. So that's why he, he was called yeah, Silky Smooth. So good, man. And, you know, he, I think when Kyle and I first got the keys to the house and we went in, we found, like, a set of his silk pajamas that he had left there. So we both put them on and got very drunk and took a bunch of photos running around the house and these things. Um, our, our lease was... Uh, handwritten on a yellow pad of memo paper. And uh, yeah, sure enough, I we found out he was renting the house to us illegally and we all got evicted. I want to hear about his book real quick. Oh yeah, he wrote a memoir and uh, it, was, it was like a fictional, it was like a fiction novel, but kind of a memoir. And he asked me to transcribe it for him because it was on this, you know, yellow five by seven memo note paper, but just stream of consciousness writing with no punctuation, just pages, double, double lines per line, you know, I, and he handed me a big stack of this, and he was like, I'm, you know, I want to publish this book, this means a lot to me, you have to promise me and sign a document saying that you're not going to, like, steal my ideas, <laughs> I'm like, sure, dude, whatever, <laughs> you know. Get, just give it to me, and I. I think my dad did that to you too, didn't he? Yeah, your, uh, yeah. Your dad had me. Uh, that, that's a whole nother episode yeah. about my dad's book. Jesus. Yeah. So, so what was Silky Smooth's book about? Silky Smooth's book was, you know, about like the main character was some guy named Alphonse, who was also, coincidentally, the a name of our importer. landlord, who was also, who was also, and through. Like, it was basically kind of like a, you know, street-tough pimp story. And coincidentally thought he was a mermaid. Well, no, but <laughs> what, was, what was great about this book was that um, he plugs his own business of importing silk garments from Jamaica like four times in the, in the novel, just randomly drops that information. The rest of the time he's like out slinging heroin and, 
you know, getting in fights with gangs and stuff. But what was great about the whole thing was that he handed me like this huge stack of paper. And at the end, after I typed everything up and I spent like hours on this and I got really obsessed with this project because I thought it was hilarious. At the end of like everything, there was only like 46 pages of like actual story. But he had made it to seem like it was like this like Homer, you know. Right. Well, when you Odyssey hand somebody a, a stack of, of a thousand handwritten pages, when you condense them into the, the typewritten uh, medium, yeah, 46 pages. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, you know, that was the tall guy house. All of us were like six feet tall. So that's the dumb name we had for this house. And it lasted for maybe eight months before we got evicted. And yeah, all sorts of crazy stuff happened. Yeah, crazy stuff did happen there. Um, I remember many stories. Uh, what was your favorite story about uh, what happened there? Uh, uh, I think so I think I think uh, there's there's one that's memorable to me, but I'd rather hear you tell it because uh, you you were there. Um, I think the the one that kind of sticks out. Thank you very much. That was Julie getting Rob a beer. <laughs> For anybody, uh, what do you call it? Uh, listening at home and wondering what the uh, what the noise and commotion side, was. Side, side, asides. I think you call that an aside, right? Sure. It's an aside. Okay, so uh, talk at house, weird shit. Um, Take one. So Kyle, who we've mentioned many multiple times in this um, in this production of ours, um, Kyle would always come home very drunk or stoned and he would make food at like two in the morning at, you know basically he was a drunk muncher he was a drunk muncher for sure and one night uh, he came home very very drunk put on a pot and was making some macaroni and cheese on the stove and he forgot about it and he went back to bed so eventually the macaroni and cheese, you know, caramelizes and it turns into a fire and sets off all of the fire alarms, the smoke alarms in the house. And there's like smoke everywhere. And Kyle and I lived on the, the top floor of the house and uh, Brandon and Ben lived in the bottom floor of the house. Did you call it the tall floor? We, we had some sort of code fun. name for it because like they were like the early morning people and we were like the night, the night walkers, but night walkers like, is like a game of Thrones thing. So I don't think that's what but we that called was it. That was way before George R. R. Martin. Night goggles. We had some, we night had owls. The, you had the night owls and you had the, the day creepers. Kyle and I had some st stupid, like, you know, we're like the midnight daggers or something like that. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> it was like, we hey, came up. Midnight daggers is kind of cool. Yeah. It would be a good band. Yeah. Um, and then the boring day people. Yeah. So day people don't really get a cool nickname. No, no, no they were just day people. Uh. <laughs> or team not fun. Right. right so right. the smoke alarms go off. It's probably like three in the morning, three thirty or something. And you know, I come running out. You know, Kyle, you know, is like splashing water and trying to like you know contain this massive smoke. It didn't really cause so much damage. It was just more you know. An annoyance. And then Ben, who was the drummer of our band, a very tall, strange, scary person, was came running up the stairs. Um, but he was like in a Speedo. He was like in a very, very form-fitting 
Speedo. Like Speedo underwear or Speedo about to go swimming Speedo? Uh, like, like European... Yeah, yeah. yeah like European uh, swimming pool wear. Yeah, like European swimming pool wear. For real. Yeah, he slept in that, which I thought was kind of weird. It was weird. So he put his swim trunks on, not trunks, but swimsuit on to go sleeping. Something like that. Okay. So he comes, in case he pissed So he comes off. running up the stairs, and he is just beat red, and he's so fucking mad. And he's yelling at Kyle, and, you know, like... And I'm guessing he's rubbing his nipples furiously. Well, he kind of was, but he was like, Kyle, blah, blah, blah. This is so, he's, like... He's this, a massive nubble rip. I can't believe you did this. This is so irresponsible. Nipple like, rubber. You know, we could all we could all have been killed, blah, 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 blah. And, but Kyle and I are sitting there, like, you know, Kyle's being reprimanded, and he's trying to, like, keep a straight face. But the whole time Ben is yelling at us, he's, like, he had this weird tick where he would stand and talk to you, and he would, like, kind of rub his nipples with his hand. So he's doing this. He's like yelling at Kyle, and he, but at the same time, he's kind of, he's in a Speedo. So how can screaming. you not laugh at this situation? You know? <laughs> so we're just sitting there like, okay, really sorry, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm to- you're totally right. I'm really sorry. <laughs> we just go back, go back to our little like upstairs corner and we're just dying laughing. But uh, yeah, the midnight dagger corner. So what, uh, what, what happened at the end of that? And, and then that was it? Did Kyle stop making lunch? Or uh, not lunch, but uh, midnight dinner when he came home drunk? Or? No, he, he did it all the time. It's just he, you know, was maybe a little more careful about setting things on fire. Okay. Well, well one of the funniest things I remember from that house is, was uh, Kyle uh, taking the, uh, the uh, dishwashing hose out of the sink and pulling the hose all the way out to uh, 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 out of the sink, down to crotch level, and then taping the lever down. So when anybody walked up to the kitchen sink and turned the faucet on, it'd spray them right in the crotch. <laughs> and the thing is, is, is when you picture it in your mind, you think like, well, why wouldn't you notice there's a there's a there's a, a hose right at crotch level? You didn't. Yeah, you didn't. At you all. just did. You didn't expect that, so you didn't see it. You know, you just walk up, turn it on, like, oh fuck again. You know, no. happened to me multiple times at that house. You think I'd learn up to the first time, but no. Yeah. Uh, and and then the other good time was uh, when he put uh, bubble wrap underneath all the. All the rugs at your, uh, you guys' house you lived in. Yeah, so we lived in this. We lived in. Hilarious. We lived in a, a three-bedroom apartment, and um, we were constantly pranking each other. And he was always so much better at it than I was. But he was also like home during the day, so I think he had more time to do setups and stuff. We worked like separate s- schedules, so. You know, he worked in the night, I worked in the day, and we'd, we'd come and see each other like right after I got off work and right as before he was going to work. So we had this sort of sweet spot in the day where we were like pranking each other. So you think it's more difficult to come up with a practical joke in the evening than it is during the day? There might be something to that. Well, I mean, I mean, I could have set some, I did set some traps for him and stuff so that he would come home at like eight in the morning and find things, but... You know, mm-hmm. he had he had the daytime to really do setup. So I came home one day, and he's sitting on the couch, watching you know fucking Hercules or whatever shows. He he had the weirdest taste in TV. Um, 
and he came in and he he's got he was he had the worst poker face ever like when he was about to like oh i remember that when he was uh, pulling a prank or a joke or something <laughs> he was trying to like look serious but then he would have this like funny grin yeah. so i came in and i was like hey what's up dude and he's like oh nothing you know just being normal watching tv i'm like <laughs> uh-huh so i like set stuff down and I'd always like join, I'd always like get a beer or something and then join him on the couch. And he's like super tense. And I was like, is everything okay? And he's like, yeah, everything's fine. And then I walk across this oriental rug that we had on the floor and it just starts popping off because he put all of this bubble wrap under the carpet and he just loses it. He's just <laughs> dying laughing. And I have to admit it was pretty funny, but. See, I, w I wasn't even there for the execution, but I remember him telling me about what he was going to do. And I remember you telling me about the, the result of it. And I was dying laughing both times. I didn't even have to be there. I mean, there's some jokes, some practical jokes that are so good, you don't even need to be there for it, you know. Yeah. But uh, Kyle was kind of the king of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Nice. And, and I think... Uh, I think we could do a whole podcast about Kyle at some point. I think yeah. we probably will. Huh. Uh, we, should, we should do that. The next episode, next we'll, one we'll do Kyle. a whole episode about Kyle and all our good stories about him, and even the bad ones, you know? Yeah. So if people want to tune in, you're going to be able to see us uh, laughing and crying at the same time. It's going to be a very emotional, yeah. but okay. hilarious episode. I anticipate. Ugly laughing and ugly laughing. Uh, funny crying. Huh. And, and, and strange grief. Huh. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, I, think, I think this is a pretty good, pretty good place to wrap it up. I, I think good. we should, we should uh, uh, address some outro stuff. Like uh, if people are listening to this, we would appreciate if they rated us and left a review on whatever they're, whatever, where, where, whatever or wherever they're listening. You know, uh, it helps us. Um, it doesn't give us any more money, but um, we don't get money anyway. So uh, maybe, maybe it gets a few more people to listen to us, I think. I think so. Is too. how it works. Yeah. It helps with the algorithm or something. Yeah. And, 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 and I, think, I think I would like to make a quick correction. Can I do that? Can I do the correction part right now? Is that right? Okay. Feel free, my friend. So it was brought up to me by uh, the uh, infamous Nacho, who will probably get his own episode at some point, too, because I have almost as many hilarious stories to tell about him as Kyle. But uh, I ran into him in London. He was on tour with The Weeknd. So that was a lot of jokes, like, what are you doing for The Weeknd? <laughs> and it kept going and going and going <laughs> until he looked at me and was like, please stop. Like, okay, okay, okay. Anyway, um, I, I know and, that. And every, I think well. everybody else did it, but but Nacho was the one to say stop. Um, he told me that in episode two, when we were talking about him meeting Kai, uh, I said that he played in the band Wardruna. It was not actually Wardruna that Kai played in. It was Heilung. Heilung is an amazing uh, folk Nordic metal band that does amazing uh, theater production with their live uh, performances. And uh, I really apologize for the uh, uh, misstep, but Wardruna also does Norwegian folk metal. So I hope people can see my 
mistake and understand why, but now I'm addressing it and clearing the air, making all things equal pie, so to speak. Um, yeah, that's what I got. You got any corrections? You got anything else you want to say before we get out of here? I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Do you think that was enough? We should. We, should we riff on corrections for a minute? I think. I think we could do corrections as a whole other episode. That's a good episode too. Um, I'd like to thank our our, our man with sound, Dan. Thank you very What's much, up? Daniel Stern. Dan, cheers. Pod, organizer of Podfest Berlin. And to our lovely audience event. for showing up, who will all go home immediately and uh, rate and review us. They're really not. <laughs> Do, do we have, oh, applause. Yeah, that's cool. We forgot to make applause signs. Okay, we'll see you next time. This has been We Can Edit That Out, episode six. Six? Is it? I think so. Yeah, you're right. Ah, getting on. Are we, are we, are we just going to do 10 episodes this season again? I think or? so. Okay, because by the time we're done with 10, the summer will be over, and why not just keep going? Yeah. Okay, anyway, stay tuned. You'll find out if you listen. Do we, do we do we have a <laughs> No wait 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 okay 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 we we gotta have a ending catchphrase do we have an ending catchphrase we we'll go and we're out or maybe we should come up with one now No we used to say ciao usually right Oh yeah because it's like so pretentious But we're in Europe so it's okay Yeah okay one two three ciao ciao <laughs> All right. We can end that out we can end that out! Hey. We can end that out!